0: Hey guys, it's Edge Martinez, they call me the voice of New York, and 50 years ago, hip-hop started right here in New York City, and we're celebrating the five boroughs all year long. Check out nyctourism.com forward slash hip-hop for cultural stories, events, interviews, and more. nyctourism.com forward slash hip-hop.
1: How's it going, everyone? This is Tyler Dunn with golongtd.com. Thank you so much for checking back in here with the podcast. I know we've been MIA for a little bit, but we are back. We're going to have a lot of podcasts rolling here with Jim Mona soon. And a lot of these interviews, um, you may read the stories at the newsletter. So after the fact, here and there, as we've done in the past, I figured I'd share the conversations in the podcast format. So Troy Anderson, Montana State, linebacker, also a quarterback, a running back, working on the cattle ranch, doing a little fly fishing, just an unbelievably – Fascinating player. Uh, could really work his way into the first round. He ran a 4-4-2 at the Combine at 6-4, uh, 240 and change. So that's a lot of man coming at you there. Uh, hope you enjoy. It was a lot of fun getting to know him. And, yeah, be on alert to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever, however you listen. Uh, we're going to have a lot more coming, including happy hours right around the bend as well. So thank you so much. And um, if you don't, be sure to subscribe. GoLongTD.com. We're going to have a lot of great stuff there for subscribers, including Bob McGinn's nine-part series, uh, which is exclusive to subscribers. So thank you so much, everyone. Troy great great to see you um you're you're you've got to be one of the more maybe the most fascinating prospect in this whole draft it's uh it's really crazy I, I don't I can't remember anybody who's played as many positions as as you have at such a high level too you know it's not like you're just uh dabbling in this all but um I guess what take start as soon as you want like where, where are you from and uh what kind of led to this all yeah I
0: mean I I'm from small town Montana and uh, you know, I grew up on like a cattle ranch and um, playing all the sports as you do in small town Montana. And, and I played, played both ways in high school and then I got to college and yeah, I mean, it was an interesting career, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't change anything. It was, it was great. Man, it's, you know,
1: I don't think people realize, like if you're from Montana, like South Dakota, Iowa, I mean, so many like one street towns where, you know, you graduate with 25 kids and you're like playing everything. What was it really like growing up where you did? Yeah, it was,
0: it was great. I was a little bit bigger than that. We, I graduated okay. with like 80, but Ooh. still it was, uh, it was great. I mean, you know, you, you know, everybody and that's what you do. you, you play all the sports, you run around the, the state and played baseball and basketball and football and, you know, running track. Um, it was awesome. I mean, that, that small town lifestyle was um, something that, you know, I really appreciate.
1: What's life like on the ranch, man? Like when well, you waking <laughs> up at four or 5. AM and it takes you <laughs> through that kind of
0: life. So <clears throat> I wasn't really, my parents were awesome. You know, we had like 800 head of cattle, um <clears throat> excuse me. Um so but it was it was great, you know. Wake up in the summer and you go cut hay or bale hay or rake hay or whatever. It was, you know, my older sister and I and then my two parents and had a nice little system going in the summer for that. But it was great, you know. I mean great lifestyle, kind of doing something different every day, being outdoors, um kind of a family thing. So I mean I, I love I loved it growing up and you know, that's what my parents still do. And, you know, eventually, maybe one day, that's what what I'll do. So it was good.
1: It's got to just kind of instill a, a work ethic, right? I mean, every everybody this time of year, they're, they're saying they're working hard. Um, but that's different. <laughs> Doing that kind of that kind of work. There's not many guys that did that, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah, I think I think definitely. I mean, my parents, when, when you have lives that actually depend on you, like baby animals, um, it's It's like five degrees in Bozeman right now and super snowy and windy. Uh, And they're having calves. I mean, they're having baby animals and, you know, you have to keep them alive because that's your livelihood. It is a little bit different. Like you do have to work, work hard. And, um, you know, that's something that was instilled in me in a young age and something I appreciate my parents for. You know, they they worked extremely hard and I feel like that's something that rubbed off on me.
1: When you're taking care of the cattle, is it like milking the cows, feeding them? Just I don't know. I' pretty naive when it comes to that all. Like, what yeah, kind of no, little so duties was, Do you have?
0: Oh, it's all good. We uh, so we were like black Angus. We're just like beef cattle, so we don't have to yeah. milk them or anything. Like, not dairy cattle. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you feed them every day because, I mean, they they eat like us. They have to eat too, and um, so take care of them. And then yeah, I mean, the little ones, you got to doctor them once they once they get sick and keep them warm and, and all that. And I mean, you kind of got to watch them. Our, our summer place, I mean, animal like wolves and bears try to kill them and stuff. So it's, it, it's little, Jeez. it's not the wild west, but there's definitely some, some things you got to look out for.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, cause there, you got to pr- protect them. What do you like electric fences or how do you keep, do you have to like hunt down these wolves and bears to keep them out? <laughs> so
0: our growing up like the, our cows are up in the mountains and then we trade it out into a new another place like our summer place that's way more accessible and like kind of in a valley um but still i mean i have we have people that live close out there and they're like yeah there's wolves that roam around there all the time it just kind of is what it is um hopefully we lose a few less to you know bears and wolves now that we're in that other place but so they Still break it, in it and you happens. just
1: have dead cows from a yeah. They just get I head. mean
0: they'll get they'll get sick or you know they'll get they'll get killed. It's it's kind of crazy, but it was it was a great lifestyle and yeah, you know it was, it was good.
1: You probably can't get too attached to the cows as pets because you're going to eat them, right? Like you're you're they're they're they're, they're turning into ribeyes, so you can't you can't get too sentimental. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Growing up, my sister and I did 4-H. It's like a you take an yeah. animal to a county fair. Um, and so we'd have like steers growing up and it was, it was tough because <clears throat> you take care of them and you kind of get close to them all summer. And then, then you like sell them at the fair. And then, you know, they're being killed. And you're like, as a, I mean, what an 11, 12 year old, you're, you're a little bummed. And then somebody hands you a check and that makes it a little bit better. <laughs> but it was, it was a little sad for a few days.
1: Well, we're not a pita friendly website. So, you know, that's fine. That's good. I like that. <laughs> all right, it's, sounds good. It's so true, because it's like, I mean, me, me and my wife, we went to the fair a few years ago, and it's like, oh, look at these pretty animals, all these cows. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> we're going to eat them. Like, that's yeah. not, that's that's why they're here, to be sold, to be eaten. So, yeah, it's, uh, you can't beat a ribeye. I mean, it's ribeye, pork, I mean, however you do it. It's the best. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: no, definitely. I, I mean, I probably had a little different diet than a normal college kid when i had as much you know red meat as i wanted it wasn't the frozen pizza and chicken breast but it was yeah it was great maybe that's the secret then that that's really your, your secret
1: fuel you've just had just red meat since you can remember <laughs> i don't know yeah who knows so in high school you played a little bit of everything obviously um what did you like the most
0: Man, I mean, I've always liked football. We didn't have tackle football in my town. So like seventh grade, um, we had flag football before that. It was, it was awesome. But I would like, I would like get in trouble because I would just like tackle the kids because I was like bigger kind of and faster. Um, like, oh, if you missed the flag, you might as well just take them down. Uh, but we had that. And then, you know, basketball, we had a really good kind of group of group of my friends that, we traveled around the state, and we were pretty good at basketball. Um, I mean, we won a couple of state championships in basketball, a couple in football, uh, one in track. So, I mean, I was surrounded by, you know, great coaches and great athletes kind of my entire career, and then got to Montana State, and it was, you know, great there as well. Well,
1: it's, it, how is it just, um, I mean, it's just different out there. You know, how, how do you think your, your upbringing in high school, playing different sports, playing different positions is maybe different than somebody you're kind of competing with down south and you know that grew up down south went to the sec like just uh, the mentality i guess of where you come from
0: yeah i mean i think that it kind of goes back like it's montana state we fashion ourselves as a blue collar program and when i was kind of getting recruited i i grew up a montana state fan so there were some ties there sure. um but you know they valued family and hard work and those are the kind of things that I've always tied myself to. Um, yeah, and it's like, all right, like, no one's going to outwork us. You're going to have that chip on your shoulder. Um, so, you know, that that Montana tough attitude, I guess. Uh, those are the things that, you know, we fashion ourselves at Montana State. And, those, yeah, like I said, those that's what I've kind of tried to surround myself with people like that.
1: When you got there, did you know – did you have like a vision? Like, I'm going to play this position and this position could take me to the NFL. Like when you, so when you step on campus, like what, what are your goals?
0: I think my goals were just to play. I mean, I wanted to, I always loved to compete, Um, wanted to get on the field, however way possible. And, you know, I wasn't really thinking about the NFL or any of that. I was just like, oh man, I just, I'm glad to have this opportunity to continue playing football here at Montana state and um, you know, wherever that takes me, I was happy. I got recruited to play linebacker and then it kind of got, I mean, all all crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. I know because
1: you're going in playing linebacker. Then all of a sudden it's, you're all over the place. How did you end up at quarterback? What led to that?
0: So my freshman year, I kind of, I played, running back to start the year we had a kid that kind of got in some trouble and so I coach was just like hey will you play running back for the first four games I was like yeah sure I can play as a freshman I'm all in and yeah then they threw me over to defensive meetings halfway through the year but I still played running back I started a game at linebacker maybe I think and then you know kind of played both ways that year uh, after that year I, our quarterback was academically ineligible and we had, we had a couple guys that were, you know, I mean, really talented players. Um, but, but I mean, we had a quarterback competition and, you know, I'm a competitor. And so I, I won it, even though maybe I really would have loved somebody else to win it. So really, did you really? play quarterback. <laughs> Yeah. Cause if I would if I wouldn't have played quarterback, I would have been, you know, yeah. a linebacker. And that was where I wanted to play, I guess. Um, uh, but you know, it was, it was, an awesome year, kind of one that I learned a lot about football and how to watch film and, um, yeah, I mean, it was a challenging year, but it was, it was great. We did, we had some success, made to the playoffs for the first time. And I don't know what it was like five years and won a game. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was a interesting year. We were pretty ground and pound, not necessarily yeah. a dynamic passer, but it was, it was a lot of fun.
1: Did you break your hand in the first game of the season?
0: yeah, so I did i broke my broke my hand first like game of the season um had like had surgery the next day, and then they so i couldn't i couldn't be our starting quarterback for the next couple games, so I just played like running back and defense <laughs> and with this giant club on my hand but, Did you
1: really so you are non throwing hand
0: yeah yeah
1: you're you're playing running back with a club on your hand and and linebacker.
0: Yeah. I just, it wasn't like, like a lot, but I think, I mean, they handed me the ball a few times and yeah, I mean, I was playing defense and it was, it was pretty interesting to have your your quarterback do that.
1: (laughs) We're not talking about like a rinky dink division three school, you know, that nobody's heard. I mean, this is high level college football that you're playing all these positions at, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's it, it had to have been difficult so what what about you do you think enabled you to just oh yeah okay i'll compete for quarterback that's no problem like and then win it
0: yeah i mean i think that yeah i think i am a competitor i think that i'm a you know obviously i'm a good athlete but i was willing to do whatever the coaches ask i'm yeah. all about winning like they want me to you know play running back like great if it can help the team win if they want me to play quarterback same thing um I don't know. I feel like I've just been fairly, you know, try to do whatever I can to help the team and be selfless and not, you know, think about yourself that much. It's, it's kind of that mentality. And, you know, same thing. It's like, all right, I care about the, the people that I'm around and if this is what they want me to do, like I'm more than happy to do it.
1: They had to have recruits that, I mean, there's recruits there that were there to play quarterback, right. That chose Montana state, like they're, and you're beating these people out. I mean, are we talking two three star guys that were probably thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna be the man and then you come out of nowhere and just beat them?
0: Yeah. I mean, we had we had a quarterback, so a kid that played after the year after me was one of the kids that I I guess I had beat out. Okay. Um, I mean, great dude, like one of the best teammates I've ever had and a great player. I mean, the next year he he really played well. Um, and we had a kid who had transferred in from I guess Oregon, actually, and he was like a four or five stars. I mean, he was a great athlete, and he transitioned yeah. to playing receiver that year. And, I mean, he's still in kind of bouncing around the league. Like, he's an unbelievable talent and a great guy as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just <laughs> do whatever I could, I guess, to, to win games.
1: I'm trying to find out who that quarterback would have been. What, what was his name?
0: So um, Travis Johnson was one of them, okay. and then Rovig Tucker Rovig was the quarterback the next year.
1: And so you uh, you didn't you didn't throw a ton, obviously, but you threw you threw a little, and then so you were kind of just running. What kind of offense at quarterback were you really running to, to get that many carries?
0: Yeah, I mean we ran QB power quite a bit, and kind of some zone yeah. read stuff, um, some fly stuff with you know options, kind of reading the end. And runs with the fly, I pull it. Um, and we ran some, and then just play action, kind of deep shots if we're gonna throw it. A little quick game, not much, just draw it back and pick the defense apart. <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. I think the offensive linemen loved it <laughs> when they could just run block every play.
1: Oh, exactly. They'd rather be moving forward than backwards. Yeah. Yeah. A- definitely. And you had to love it too. I mean, QB power, that's, that's fun. That's like midget football, like student body, right. Let's go.
0: Oh yeah. No, I mean, it was definitely fun. I mean, scoring, scoring touchdowns is is great. And when you have the ball in your hands, every play, you have like a fairly direct impact on how the game is going to go. And I kind of, I mean, I like that. And I think that's why I liked moving to inside backer this year. Cause I kind of felt, yeah. felt a little bit like that. Again, you can have a, direct impact almost every play
1: I've um I've gotten to know Kirk Ferentz a little bit like for this book I'm working on and you know in Iowa when he got there it's kind of that model of taking guys from small towns and then finding a position for them you know like Dallas Clark um I mean all the all the linemen that have come through there I mean Brandon Scherf he was a quarterback in high school. Um, so that, and so many of them were quarterbacks in high school. And like what about just playing quarterback and obviously you played at the college level just helps you at a different position. You know what I mean? The way you have to see the game and having the ball in your hands, every play, how did that end up helping you once you did move to linebacker, the spot you wanted to be all along? Cause it seems like, it seems like he kind of built his whole program the last two decades that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely helps. I think you have to, you see the game a little bit different. Um, like, I guess my spatial awareness on the defensive side of the ball yeah. maybe comes from, you know, the offense, off like thinking as an offensive player, like, all right, we got two across my face, three's probably going to come in. Um, just things like that, like how they're trying to take advantage of it. If we're in cover three, like four under three deep type stuff, like where's the weaknesses if our two high stuff, where's the weaknesses of that? Like, what are we going to give up? What are we, you know, trying to take away? And just thinking of it as a quarterback, how they would take advantage of us, I guess, helps um, when you're you're playing defense.
1: Especially you watch like a, a team like the Niners, you know, more teams are kind of doing this. I mean, people are running the ball and they're doing it in creative, like exotic ways where it's, you know, guy motioning in some misdirection. It, it seems like, you know, maybe to the untrained eye, it's just a, a normal running play, but there's so many intricacies that go into running the ball at, at the pro football level now. Where, I mean, if you're a linebacker in the middle of this chaos, you got to be able to sort through that in real time. And that's tough. And it's easy to get lost in the clutter. I mean, you sound like somebody who might be kind of ready for that madness of, of how teams are running the ball today.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, like you said, you get, they're getting so creative and in, in how they, I mean, how they create leverage and kind of get somebody, all right, you miss your eyes and then it's, you know, they, they hit you for 15. Um, You have to be so disciplined on the defensive side with your, with your eyes and just your fits and knowing where, where everybody is. And if you don't understand that, yeah. I mean, you can get gashed pretty easily.
1: Is it just a matter of, is it more mental than, than, than physical, just knowing what's going to happen before it happens? obviously physically we, we see what you did at the combine you, you've got all that you know every box is kind of checked but may, maybe it is more mental to stop the run today
0: i th- i mean i think it's just yeah you know you need to know where all your fitters are you know if you're gonna you know spill it to the guy outside who's the force defender? just how to leverage it out with with everyone else um yeah i mean it's it's great but if you go one for one if you blow a you know a guard up and go one for one it's Maybe not the best thing. You gotta, you know, be able to keep your leverage, and obviously, I mean, being physical is part of playing linebacker and it's something that I I love. I think that's why I like playing defense more than offense. Um, but you do have to be smart about how you go about it, I guess.
1: Did you always love defense more than offense
0: then? Yeah, I think I did. Um, it's just more read and react. It's a little less rigid. I guess you call a play on offense and maybe, all right, maybe if they're in too high, run this one high, run this, but it's like two options. Then on, on the defensive side, you call a play and I mean, so many different things can happen. And I kind of like that, you know, that, that flow of it and that, that mentality, Um, the defensive mentality is a little bit different. It's uh, you know, hard nose and like, all right, come at us type thing. And, Maybe the offense sometimes feels a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I like – definitely like defense more. What,
1: what are your best hits, collisions, moments from college that uh, we should all be looking up? I mean, as somebody who just approaches the game like that, what what, what are the, the, the classic greatest hits <laughs> that you got for us?
0: Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, just get – whenever you get a – you know, you get to a chance to blitz as an inside linebacker. And can hit the quarterback. I feel like that's the the goal is to, you know, get hits on him, um, make them uncomfortable, get them thinking a little bit about you. Yeah, if they're not if they're thinking about you know somebody that's coming at them instead of what the coverage is and where they should go with the ball. It's always a good thing.
1: <laughs> so there were a few of those then. Any?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Special any any special shots near and dear?
0: Um. I mean, any time you get a good hit on one of those guys from Missoula, the University of Montana, okay, that's, that's special.
1: You're being kind, then I'll have to. I'll do a do a little leg work here and find those. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's a That's that's a big rivalry. Then I mean, that's it Oh
0: yeah. yeah, without a doubt.
1: Who uh, who do you like watching? Then I'm sure you've been asked that a zillion times over. But is is there a linebacker that you? try to model after that you look up to that you think maybe speaks to your game
0: yeah I I think there's I mean there's so many good linebackers to watch I love watching um like the Buccaneers two linebackers I think Levante David's unbelievable I think I mean he plays really hard and then you can tell that he's he's really smart and he studies a game um it's like all right they line up and he knows it's a screen before it's a screen you can just Tell him that he recognizes some sort of formation or some sort of tell that he picked up off the film, and I mean, he goes and blows it up. Uh, his his range side to side. I mean, both those guys on their defense, their range side to side is is unbelievable. Um, I think they're you know great in coverage and they can play the run as well. I think that. I, yeah, I mean, I just like to I like to watch them. I guess
1: there's uh, as much as the game tries to soften. I guess rule to rule. Things it kind of get sanitized in the NFL, but you can still you can still knock some heads around at linebacker, can't you? I mean, oh, yeah. it can still it can still happen. You and you watch, I mean, the, the playoffs. There are still a lot of big big time collisions. I mean, there's still some physicality. Does that give you a little hope that I mean, you can kind of play this way, um, regardless of how soft maybe us old timers think the game's getting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like you said, it's changed a little bit, but yeah, you can still you still put a pretty good, pretty good lick on somebody, uh, make them feel it the next day. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely opportunities for that.
1: The four, I mean, the, uh, the combine, I mean, did, were you surprised yourself at what you did? It seems like, you know, you had this incredible college career. People knew about you, but you just kind of blew up after Indy.
0: I mean, yeah, I feel like it went well. I've always been fairly fast. I had never really timed the 40, but I you hadn't really? Fast. You never
1: timed it before?
0: No, I mean, we did a little bit in training, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I had never actually timed it. I figured I'd be somewhere in the four, whatever, four fours. Um, Jeez. But you don't really know until you go run it. I was like, oh, that, that'll work, I guess. That was, that was pretty good. Um, when you're the first one to go, you don't really know how you're going to stack up. But it, it held up pretty well.
1: How, how does a man of your size run that fast? Like, how was that uh, possible?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think, I mean, going back to high school, I ran track. I think oh yeah. that maybe helped me helped me get faster, and it, that's kind of why I did it in high school. Is what else was I going to do in the spring? And it helped you become a better athlete for sure.
1: What did you do? You did? Did I see the hurdles? Maybe.
0: Yeah, I hurdled my first couple years, and then I was. Okay. Like oh, I'll just sprint, so I ran the the one and the two and the relays, and I think I I threw shot put my senior year just because wow. my friends did it.
1: <laughs> but that um it, it does apply. I know it's easy to make fun of the combine stuff and the hand size and all of this stuff, doesn't? But it does matter. I mean, you watch a football game to get sideline to sideline to to keep up with offenses today. I mean that 4-4, that four, four, it absolutely applies, doesn't it? I mean, how, how, how do you think it does everything you did in Indy kind of applies to what we're going to see in the pros?
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, it feels a little bit like a track meet, a little strange doing yeah. you know, a 40-yard dash. How often are you really going to do that? Um, but it, it does apply. I mean, just the explosiveness and the quickness um, that you have to have in the game today. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously you have to know what's going on and be able to understand how often they're doing it to be able to apply it. But once you do, and you have that, that lateral quickness and the that agility and then that straight line speed, I feel like it, It, I mean, it obviously applies to the game today. You see it, I mean, every Sunday. Awesome.
1: What about, just before we before we lose you this, uh, as, a, as a guy, as a person off the field, what do you like to get into? What are your interests?
0: Well... <sighs> I mean, I'm from Montana, so I guess I, I like like fly fishing and being outdoors. Yeah. <clears throat> um Yeah, I mean, like fly fishing, golf, just doing something that's outdoors, challenging, I can do with my friends, something that, you know, I don't like play video games or anything. I um try to keep doing something that, like stimulates the mind, I guess, that's a little yeah. bit challenging. So if you've ever been fly fishing, that'll... It can be frustrating. It can be awesome, but it's always frustrating.
1: I grew up in the country too, and I tried that once, and then I didn't try it again. It's just like, <laughs> just give me a normal fishing pole. It's like, it's just too like fickle. I don't know. It's like a yeah, all this string. The poles so long. You get a little bluegill on it. It can feel like you've got a you know twenty inch <laughs> bass. I don't. Well, that's, let, that's
0: the fun of it.
1: That's the fun of it. Yeah. Man, Wait, how, why do you like that more than angling? Like, what about fly fishing? It's just fun.
0: I think, yeah, I mean, I think you hit it on the head. I think it's a little more challenging. Like, you got to be able yeah. to, all right, read the water, make sure it's, I mean, the fly, if you're a dry fly, if it's, like, floating right, if the fish is actually going to look like a real, you know, a real flyer, is it, like, dragging in the water, um, being able to place it perfectly. It's not just, all right, just yeah. send it out there and reel it in type thing. Um, it's a little more challenging and I think it's more rewarding when you do catch a fish because probably don't catch them as often, which isn't as good, but, Man. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's
1: just, it is, it's more challenging, isn't it? Like you have to place it in the perfect spot and it's like, a, a, you know, how many times are you doing this? Like four or five times, I wind it up for to yeah. just drop right in front of you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then you have everything perfect and you just have the wrong fly and the fish uh-huh. won't eat it. So that it's, I mean, you never know. So.
1: What's the best uh, catch day. that you've gotten? Like what's the best fly fishing trophy that you have?
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've caught, I've never, I haven't caught anything like crazy big, but, um, I me mean, you catch a few rain. We have like rainbow, brown, cutthroat trout up here is typically what we catch. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I guess they don't weigh them. You kind of go by inches, but like twenty-four inches, twenty-five. Really? Like some pretty, yeah, pretty solid fish sometimes.
1: Wow, I didn't know that you could get get them that big fly fishing. That's that's impressive,
0: man. Yeah, I mean sometimes it depends. It's like for the river, you kind of have to gauge it off the river if it's a good catch or not. Yeah, sometimes a you know a sixteen-inch brown is an awesome catch for the river you're in, and sometimes you you're looking for something a little bigger.
1: It's got to help the the mind too. I mean, I I don't think it's a stretch where it it can really help you with, with football. I mean, like you said, you're not becoming just a lemming, you know, this mindless video game player that's glued to a screen. You're, you're actively doing something right. I mean, off the field, it's, it's got to help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I had some buddies in college and, after summer workouts be like all right let's go let's go fish kind of get your mind off of football maybe sometimes you have that have yeah. that outlet either golf or you know fly fishing is what we we do a lot
1: did you do your own ties too would you tie your own ties For make
0: <laughs> that's tough i've i've attempted i've tried and they look so bad so i'm I'll just, <laughs> all right i'll i'll buy a fly for whatever a dollar instead of yeah going through the stress and then the embarrassment of how bad it looks
1: i remember at a sportsman show when i was like in sixth grade or something i I won like the grand prize of a fly tying kit like everything you'd pop and it never i never even tried like i said i think it just, it just sat in the basement for weeks and weeks and eventually i just came away. <laughs> just for that reason yeah. <laughs> oh
0: it's it's a skill i mean people that can yeah. do it It's really impressive. That's just not
1: me. Well, hey, dude, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate
0: it, Troy.